Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents. There's like 15% of you that are just like, oh. These nerds are at it again. The nerds are at it again with this show. Sports Talk Saturday. Like you have a deck of playing cards and the Bills' hand was. Four Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That's what happened here. And they're not even good ones. It's like a Karibo. It's like that you have the four pieces of Exodia, but like one of them's in your graveyard, so you really can't do anything with it. It's time to do, 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 do. on WGR Sports Radio 550. I thought it was gonna be a next week thing. Not a, not a oh my god! Thing. I'm so happy with that. Can we also really quick appreciate how much the Yu-Gi-Oh theme slaps? Honestly, <laughs> these dorks are at it again. Yes, we are. We always are. So, welcome into a special hour number four of uh, Sports Talk Saturday. This wasn't really announced, but we figured, you know what? Sabres pregame starts at three o'clock. Um, what better way to Fill in the time than to just sit here and keep doing what we've been doing. You know, that's uh that's kind of, that was kind of the premise of this one. It's kind of fast and loose, our program director basically saying, Yeah, you can do it if you want, you don't have to. And then I said, Hey, you know what? I had thirty minutes of sports talk Saturday last week that I didn't even do. So making up for lost time. Making up for it a little bit, yes. Yep. Um but yeah, so there it is. And, yes, um, we had quite the uh, checklist of things that we've done today. Yeah, and the only thing we haven't done is talk about how the Sabres are going to face off against the Sharks tonight. Today. A strangely hot San Jose Sharks team. Yeah, four in a row. 3-0-1 in their last four. So four of points. Four of points and almost perfect in their last four games since losing to Buffalo, as a matter of fact. That's true. So the last lo- could the Sabres just go ahead and bookend their nice little point streak? Perhaps. That'd be nice. Uh the Sabres have always had very very good luck against the Sharks, like a surprising amount of luck even mm-hmm. when they were starting the tank years, they were always able to beat the Sharks. First of all, never forget the Congo line. Never forget. That mm-hmm. was that was an away game. Away games are different in San Jose. <laughs> 
they don't do as well, but the home games were always the good ones. <laughs> but usually they, they, they would play well against San Jose. Yes, but the, the Sabres conga Jose. line uh, of the tank team was... Uh, One of the greatest Im- sports images of our... Uh, our time. Anytime you can get three players to chase one in a straight line, you do it. It's the new flying V, I've been told. Yeah. Which I've always had my doubts about. <laughs> that's beside the point. Well, yeah. Iceland thwarted the idea immediately. Right. Like there a was, real hockey team. There was, well, I mean, there was a lot of interference that should have been called on that play, but I digress. Has officiating ever been good in any level of hockey? <laughs> and there it is. Now we way to bring it right back to the real world, though. Because, <laughs> I mean, hey, anytime you can elbow someone in the face and only get five games for it, uh, apparently you do it. When I saw that that was only a phone hearing, I'm like, what? A, how silly that that's how you can decide the amount of games that you're suspended. It's just like, oh, well, it's a phone hearing. We can only do five. It's like, okay. Does so. he just, like, not have time to meet with people in person? Is that really the main issue for George Peros? I think it's a step-by-step process for, the I, for like, the actual offense system. And I do believe that, I, that Gallagher was no longer considered a repeat offender. Correct. Because it's been long enough since the last time he did stupid stuff like this. Yes. So. You are correct. It's just, I'm starting to think now, I my guess is he's just too busy. Or he doesn't want to meet with people face-to-face. Because how often does that ever happen under George Peros? If, uh, <laughs> if this was a problem the NHL wanted to fix, they wouldn't keep appointing people like George Peros to the position of NHL player safety. And Chris Chris Pronger was that for a, a second, wasn't he? Uh, Brendan mm-hmm. Shanahan might have been the most respectable person in that role, and now, uh, you know, with the Leafs. Just, uh, I don't know. I don't know how seriously the NHL is taking these things when they continue to happen. And... I don't know. I don't know what you do about that other than why you can't keep putting career fighters and career goons into that position. Yeah, and I mean, the minute that they didn't put a career goon in there, um, the owners freaked out so badly and GMs freaked out so badly that they had Brendan Shanahan removed. They were like, you have to go and make the... go." Go do stuff for the Leafs. Make them funny for the next however many years you're yes. with them. I, so I'll never... like. I mean, I, they've always been funny. Yes, but I, I definitely don't begrudge the role that Shanahan has played with the Maple Leafs at this point. But I do miss the gavel of discipline that he had. Um, Making sure of it. But anyway, Sabres taking on the Sharks today. And probably no Gergensons. Victor Olofsson or Zach Benson likely drawing back in the lineup there. And I get why Benson was scratched. He's not used to an 82-game season because that's just how it goes. Um, they've done this before with Paterka, with Quinn. They've they've done this plenty of times where they'll scratch a player and cite the reasoning being, well, he's never had to play a schedule like this before. And that makes sense. Yeah, there's only a few players that I think could come in and and 
do a schedule like that right off the bat. And those are your, your top draft players. And, you know, Benson was one of the top players drafted, but not one of the top players drafted. So you, you get it. Yeah, it wasn't the like fact the first that he's or second here, The pick, fact yeah. that he's even here is still incredible. Yes. But, uh, definitely has, I don't want to say has lost steam as the year has gone on, but with players like that, we've all seen it. We've all seen guys seem like they're hot at the start of the year and then they just sort of lose it. So, and that's nobody's fault. That's just the way it is. 82 games is hard. Some teams play more than that. And his production has tapered off a bit. He's only got 14 points on the season. Uh, based on how hot he ended up starting the season with uh, what we were calling at the time the dog line of uh, Middlestat, Benson, and Greenway. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of tapered off a little bit for him. So, yeah, best to help give him a little break, help establish everything again, and hopefully able to keep bouncing back and do more of the same. And that's one of the things that Don Granado has always been good at is – giving you that reason, uh, taking a guy out and and saying, like, listen, he, A, needs the rest, and B, it'll do him some good to view the game from up top, see where, you know, certain spots are. Exactly. And, again, it's a big thing, though, that, like, he'll say why. And I think that kind of transparency always does help in, in a sense as well. But, funny enough, no Gergensons today. Uh, of the regulars that play on this team, He's one of two players without an assist. He has four goals, zero assists. Eric Johnson has three goals, zero assists. What? Peyton Krebs. When Peyton Krebs is passing you the puck, that's all you need. That is very true. I mean, you wish you'd be able to see more from Krebs. He's got nine points on the year. But the big problem with the Sabres this year has been the top guys are not producing like the top guys. Yep. And they seem to like him. They seem to value him more in a defensive role to begin with. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people have been pounding the table for him to get a larger role and are wondering why he can't. Well, this is me in the table. Yeah. Well, it's possible that they, in the future, in the future, you need guys to take up those bottom roles. And yes. sometimes if you draft a guy and that's what he ends up being, that's okay. I mean, we're looking Gergensons. at Sam who that's all he's really ended up being. But we sometimes view that as a negative, but these guys all have roles to fit at the end of the day. Not every – some teams are able to fill their third and fourth lines with physically skilled guys still. Um, and those players come in the first – uh, the first round as well. I mean, Phil Kessel spent a year on the third line with the Penguins. That feels like a unique situation and still had like 70, 80 points that year. So, I mean, having a, a lower role on a team full of skill guys is not anything bad to say about a player. It's just like he hasn't been given those chances and maybe they don't want to give him those chances because they feel like it's better suited for him to just stay in those bottom roles and learn that. Yeah, and part of it's development. Part of it's also, um, you know, there's been a lack of room for him to go up in a sense of the th- the three centers, Casey Middlestat, Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins. And we've learned that Krebs is not necessarily that good on a wing. So why not just utilize it where you have the four centers playing where they're able to play? So here's the other thing for me. Why is there this weird sense of like how they always manage to bring you back in? Well, the way that they're doing it now is Jack Quinn coming back into this lineup. 11 points in 16 games. He's been 
very good coming ever since coming back. The Sabres have been not bad in the month of January. So, like, it, I'm not hopeful for anything. I'm not expecting anything of a playoff push. Uh, would it be nice to get four points out of six on a West Coast trip? Absolutely. Can you please beat a team that is lesser than you uh, again? That'd be nice. Yeah, no, they, they've they've been solid this month. Unfortunately, this is the first month in which they've been relatively solid. Like, even the games that they've lost in January, they've been competitive in. Like, you couldn't close out. You couldn't catch up with the Lightning after a slow start, but you had that puck most of the game. Um, Vancouver, you lost one nothing. You got Thatcher Demcode, but UPL had a really good game. There's another loss in there. Seattle. Oh, they never play well against Seattle. I don't think they've ever beaten them. No, they haven't. And not only have they not beaten Seattle, they don't look good against Seattle ever for some reason. Um, Anaheim, yeah, that was a bad one. But otherwise, they've held their own. More times than not, they've been holding their own or winning games that you didn't expect them to. That's the part about it. Is like they're a weird team. They're so weird. And you just want them to be better. However, like you had said earlier, though, um, in jest, and now we can talk about it a little more directly, um, Kevin Adams definitely made a mistake this offseason. He thought that running back the same group would end up with better results, and it kind of goes to the saying of progress is never linear. Right. And that's kind of the... uh, the logic that seemed to have been applied to this team was, all right, we got our young guys. They are looking good. They'll keep improving. Not Progress is not always linear. Yeah, and I think Joe Yurden sort of brought that up where a lot of it seems to just be that they've been figured out, that style of play, that run-and-gun style of play that they played. So it is, which is funny because I feel like earlier in the season we were – all anybody was saying is that's what we want back. But now you see them trying that against teams, and that's that doesn't work either. They had what they've struggled to do is they've struggled to evolve, and Granado has struggled to adapt them to a different system that he tried to get them to play more defensive, so that they could get. I feel like what they want to be is like those Toronto teams, those Pittsburgh teams that grind out and get the the points, the loser points that they need. Or uh, they need to win those games in overtime more. Um, but the season goes by, and you you know you, you end up having a high high on the list of regulation overtime wins. Also, did you know I I'm pretty sure that the Sabers are still equal to or something in regulation wins over the Leafs or something like that. But the Sabers just don't go to overtime. It's pretty uncanny. Because if that was one thing that they did last year, a couple of times. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Why'd you make me look that up? Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, it's... They're 10 points back of Toronto. And if I put together Toronto's regulation and overtime wins, so not shootouts, they have one more than the Sabres' regulation wins Yeah. without any form of overtime or shootout. Yeah, so if you ever want to get mad at the Sabres for losing... Uh, make it that they always lose without getting any points out of it. That's what those teams are good at. They always get the games to overtime. And I think there's some sort of semblance to that's what Granado wanted out of this team is to be able to grind games out there. 
but they just can't seem to be able to keep the puck out of their net in the first period. Their first period troubles need to be fixed first and foremost. Slow their, starts oftentimes are their biggest problem. Which I, I just don't... It's a mystery to me how every game it's always, we just we just weren't into the game enough. It's like you... I had made mention, they've fallen to multi-goal deficits 18 times in 48 games. So down by more than one in the first period, 18 different times. That's And they've won two of them, last one being L.A. So the last one being the most recent one, of course. But it's a disturbing trend that they keep just burying themselves early and oftentimes not being able to, uh, to come back from it. Especially if they're down by two goals after two, or down by or any sort, uh, heading into the third period. And like you said, the combination of the slow starts plus the failure to adjust allows teams to play a trap on them. And if you play trap hockey on the Sabres, as we saw right from the outset of the season, uh, you can beat them. It's not fun to watch, but by then, opponents' fans have had plenty of fun with them if they're going to go into a trap system. So you've gotten your excitement out of the game at that point. You've gotten your goals against Buffalo, and now all you need to do is just pack it up, get it to the garage, call it a day. So again, there's a failure to adjust, but there's the, but the failure to start strong is also very damning on this team. And the shame of it is, is that you are 10 points, 9 points back of a wild card spot, actually. You, like The games played has kind of finally evened out now. Um, the Sabres at one point were just like easily the team with the most games played. And things have kind of tapered off. Um, teams have finally caught up to them, except for Ottawa. How have you still only played 44 games is beyond me. But the Sabres are not the team with the most amount of games played anymore in the East. Like Tampa, Philly, both have 49. A lot of teams have 48 now. So it's like they're, 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 everyone's kind of where they are. So the weird thing about it is if they finally decide to start stringing wins together, which is the other thing that they can't do. There's a shot at causing questions to happen. I don't think they've got it in them this year. But if you got UPL's goaltending last year instead of this year, my God. Yeah. It's... Okay, I feel like we've been belaboring the points for weeks at this point, for months even since November, since they we realized like, uh oh, this is disappointing. This yeah, might they're be actually not. They're not doing what they're we thought not they would. Exact, exactly. Uh, so it's January. You you have to hope that they can go on some sort of run here, but this is their last game before their their bye week and also the All Star break. So. Which I think is a nice little advantageous time to have that. With a team that's dealt with a lot of injuries, yes. Yeah, especially since I feel like teams always come back loose from their bye week. Getting it on the All-Star break, you might be able to get teams all kind of loose from coming back from a, a little bit of an extended break. Correct. So that might help them maybe just get reset. I don't know. I don't know. The weird thing about the Sabres is that they are... They're losing games. Yes, they've had their games where they've been kicked around, but they've also kicked other teams around. They have lost, recently, close games to quality competition and bad competition. They're the most inconsistent team that you could look for. And if you look at goal differential, 
they're consider considering where they are in the East, third from worst. That's not third from worst. They have a minus twelve. The Islanders minus twenty two. The Capitals at minus thirty. They can't score goals. Oh my god. TJ, guess how many goals the Capitals have? By reference, the Sabres have 141. I don't have to guess. I have, I'm on the same page. but Oh, yeah. It's 111. Ew. That's just not fun to watch. Because, like, the only teams lower than that are San Jose and Chicago. So, yeah. I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. The Sabres are weird. And I don't know. They're, they're weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. I hate it. And we'll get connected with our fans. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia, West New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. we got Matt joining us here on the phone. Matt, welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. Hey, guys. How's it going? I mean, the Sabres are weird. How about you? I, I agree. You know, I'm, it's, it's almost like the team's bipolar. It's like they, they come out and play terrible against the worst teams. And then the next night they play one of the best teams and win. And it's like, what? All like, how is this possible? Like, constantly. they, I think they had some stat up, like, a couple weeks ago where, where they have at, at one point in time when they've beaten eight teams when they were leading the NHL in points. So, like, eight, eight of their wins have been against some of the best teams in the league. And it's like, how, how can you play that well against them and then turn around and play terrible against, like, Columbus and, like, Anaheim and... You know, some of these other teams they've lost to. Um, and on top of that, the thing that's frustrating to me is that it's not even like a lot of games. I mean, some games, obviously, they look like they can't even. They've been playing peewee hockey, like, the, you know, for most of the game. But in a lot of these games, they're actually getting a lot of chances. And it's like either they get a they get a breakaway and they get stopped or, you know, they have a two-on-one or a three-on-one and get stopped or the goalie's standing on their head. And it's like, in these games last year, those pucks were going in, and they're not going in this year. And so I think that's part of the difference. Um, but I also uh, was reading an article that says that the Sabres are one of the – they have some type of uh, analytics on um, how often teams get to, like, certain miles per hour while they're skating. And last year, the Sabres were one of the top teams in terms of, like, bursting over, like, 20 miles an hour or 22 miles an hour. And this year, they're one of the lowest teams. Um, so to me, that kind of goes back to what Granado was saying, where they're trying to think too much and they're not actually playing, and it's causing like a lot of hesitation in their game. Um, you know, whether that's trying to play defense too much or trying to, you know, think too much while they're on the ice. Uh, but to me, it's just like they're not taking advantage of their speed because there's no way that the Sabres should be one of the slowest playing teams in the NHL. Matt, I appreciate it. And something that you mentioned there about like how often they've beaten teams amongst the top of the league, they can beat Boston or Colorado at random but can't handle Columbus. Yeah. And it's, it's so frustrating. It is. It, they, it's one of those we know you can do it things. So just do just... it do this. Why don't we take this against Boston and put it against the bad teams? And but... then they don't. And right. It's like why? Uh, the other thing, I, I, I love the speed uh, point there in that is it 
I'm wondering, it, you know, is it the Sabres slowing down because they're thinking too much, or are other teams just able to slow them down in general to where yeah. they can't get, reach those top speeds? Exactly, and I do think it's a combination of both. Yeah, and un, I mean, another thing that's plagued the Sabres in general is just their special teams. Last year, it was the penalty kill, but this year, the power play, they can't score on it, mm-hmm. and that's been a huge problem for them. Um, because five on five, if you look, if you want to bring up the analytics, five on five, they're one of the better teams, five on five, I think top 10 shooting percentage wise in the NHL at five on five. So there's, before you even bring up the goaltending, because UPL has pretty much solidified his spot as the number one goalie at this point of the season. That's the number one thing I'm looking at is they cannot score in advantageous situations. Yeah, like power play is just bad. It's so bad. And we saw it starting to happen, like the plates were wobbling at the end of last year. But now, man, it's a detriment. Can we decline penalties like in the NFL? I would love I feel like that. that's been a joke for the Sabres for about 10 to 12 years, except for last year. Yep. Last year, the power play was wonderful. Yeah. Why can't we have fun things? Why can't we have a 15-game winning streak like Edmonton? Man... All right. Anyway, we'll get a break in. We'll talk with Brian Koziel in a little bit as well in about 15 minutes. Sabres pregame for Sabres and Sharks getting started at 3 o'clock. We'll have a nice, nice little primer before then. But for now, we'll be right back here on some Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, TJ Luckman, Evan DePasquale on the board. You're listening to WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.